to all of you. You're tuned into the harbor. No, I'm just playing. What up, fam? This your brother from another mother, OC. And it's Manny. Just Manny. <laughs> and you are listening to The Harbor. The Harbor is where we tell the untold stories of those who feel they have neither voice nor power. And we do it with style. From the depths of the shallows, your one-stop shop for entertainment. Stay tuned for our topic of the day. Can a person be good without God? This is The Harbor. Yeah, man. Threw you for a little loop there, then a boy. Um, just trying to figure out if I was on the right show. <laughs> Actually, I was feeling more, um, more Gullah Gullah Island ish. You know, so long farewell to you, my friends. Like that was the, the, the tone I was trying to uh, channel, but I couldn't because I'm a little hoarse. What's the What's the Gullah Gullah Island song? How does that? Um, no, I was thinking of in the box. Uh, Gullah Gullah Island is uh, Gullah Gullah Island is come. Let's play together in the bright sunny weather. Let's all go to Gullah Gullah Island. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know that one. Okay, um, no. but in the box. So long, farewell to you, my friends. But I couldn't get my register like I wanted it because I'm horse from karaoke last night. Uh, yeah, karaoke last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little horse man can hit them, them high notes on uh, Mary Jane, Rick James. Uh. <laughs> I can't do it with you. Do it, do it, do it, do it. No, you gotta do one. Okay. Do it, do it, do it, do it. See, I can't, I can't push it. Just go. Yeah, man, I understand. Uh, yeah. You know, that's that's the difference between amateurs and professionals. You know, you got to be able to, you got to be able to push through. Right, which is why to... you're not really a horse because you're an amateur. Hey. You don't know how to push through. You just sing from your lungs. See, even the Aretha has been horse and had to counsel. Patty has been horse and had to have counsel. So oh I, I'm in the realm of the greats. Uh, you feel right. what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't know how to, you don't, you don't know how to use your voice, Manny. You you the makeup guy. That's what you <laughs> You don't know how to use your voice, and so that's why you're not horse. Oh my goodness, man! Yeah. Hey, man. This is this was one of my favorite things to be when I was younger. Was horse? Oh yeah, yeah. I used to try to talk make all the time. Make your voice a little deeper, yeah, right? Because now I'm like <laughs> I'm coming for you with that bass, Manny. Hey man, yeah, long way to go, my brother. No, no, no. My my lows are tickled. <laughs> Hey man, that, that's it. That means it's time to transition to the next topic. That means it's time to <laughs> okay, Freckles. <laughs> oh man, this we guy. Have, this guy. No, real talk. This is uh. Actually, we got a uh, we got another cat, a guy that I that I work with. Uh, I was about to say, man, is my karaoke buddy. But there's another one. Uh, you told him his name was lame. Remember, he was uh Papa Doc. Papa Doc. Papa Doc from uh yeah yeah Eight Mile. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So uh our group is called Oysters on the Half Shell. Yeah. And yeah. so we will have an album coming out yeah. pretty soon. And if we don't have the album, just know we're coming to a karaoke bar near you. Nearest you. Near you. We'll be yeah. able to put it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the way down. All the way down. Okay, man, you guys just make sure you stay tuned for our topic of the day. Can a person be good without God? I really think that's an important topic for us to engage uh to discuss because uh I really think that's a barrier in many people's lives. Um, I think people put validity on another person depending on what their um, religious values are, you know, if they're Mm -hmm. theist or atheist. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, I think that's really good. We will uh, have Dr. Sharon Tan on the show. Uh, She's a dean at Union Theological Theological Seminary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, very, very, very bright lady. Um, Very bright lady. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at to the harbor. That's the number two T H E H A R B O R. The same handle on Facebook and Instagram. Also, we solicit indie music, so email us at info at to the harbor Coming up next is one of my favorite songs by this poet. Man, it's called Sad Day by D Poet. Stay tuned. Religion. Religion, we get so caught up in religion. Religion has never really gotten me nowhere. Simply a rebuke and an old stare. No longer will I complain that it ain't fair because I was once there, aiming to object my faith in someone else's fate. All for the sake of religion. I was there, ready to grant my gifts and services all for the sake of religion. Based on conviction, not because I was willing, or maybe I was, if it guaranteed me a spot up above religion. Religion has benefited from this ignorance. Let me be specific, Christians. And yes, I still identify myself as such because I remember when I, uh, I was. But where I am now is set apart from this crutch that religion has enabled me to depend on. Forgotten these members of the body are created to stand on its throne, think on its own, speak for the wrong that religion gives no space to wrong. No wonder these churches are doing a killing on this given, masqueraded with theology that God ain't able if you ain't willing. Robbing from empty table just to keep the empty stable of the church doors open now serves to be the cradle for differently able so that it can capitalize on its members who are displaced poor and marginalized their dependency has transferred to the church's independent wealth now let that one hang up on the achievement shelf where did it shift religion when did religion position itself to be the one in great need, saying that it's hungry, needing clothes, food, and shelter instead of providing for others? It feeds from its greed. It indoctrinates lies rather than face what's really deep down inside. Yet religion runs the prize, helping us all to suppress our pain, shooting scriptures up our brain. We get high once we can recite while blessing and cursing in the name religion well i guess religion has gotten us somewhere justifying our ignorant actions on why we rebuke and give a disapproval stare and it's all fair in this religious game and for the christian just act it out in jesus name That was our girl. <laughs> that was our girl, D Poet, <laughs> with a uh, sad day. Yeah, man. It almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was good. Everything is okay. Like, uh, man is engaging the song. Man is engaging the song. No, nobody hurt you. <laughs> 
Nobody heard you, man. All right, in our news for today, widow of Indian man killed in hate crime loses her resident status in the United States. Uh, Sunayana Dumala said she faced deportation after her husband, Srinivas Kuchibihatla, was killed in a hate crime. Uh, she is now fighting to stay in the country. Uh, Damala moved to the States 10 years ago before her husband was gunned down. Uh, they applied for a green card on his visa, on his work visa to work in the United States. Um, she feared she wouldn't be able to return to the U.S. after she went to India for his funeral. She was granted a one-year visa, allowing her to continue her work at a marketing agency in the area um, with the help of United States Representative Kevin Yoder. Uh, Yoder made a public statement saying, we're not going to deport the widow of a victim uh, of a hate crime. Which I, I say kudos yeah. uh, to this fellow. You know, that's, yeah, that's, that's cool. pretty good. That's cool. Do you know what state he's a uh, rep from? Uh, I do not. I do not. We can. Uh, I think that's pretty cool, though, man. I think um, it, it's cool to hear like some. Some uh, looks like Kansas. Kansas. Okay. Yeah. Look, it's cool to actually hear some good news for once. Like you know, a lot of times. Because um, they will deport you from Kansas. Can't not Kansas, but Kansas. Remember Dorothy and Toto. Stop it. Yeah. Stop okay. it, man. <laughs> We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> but this is very refreshing, though. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's good that I feel like you only hear, you only really hear like negative things in the news um, about like our government right now. So it's it's pretty refreshing to hear something, even if it's only like a quick. Uh, a quick breath you can take. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, for real. Before we're on to something else. It's like, <laughs> and I, um, um, from what I read, it wasn't. <clears throat> Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm hitting horse. puberty again. Yeah, exactly. What I read was up. <laughs> hey, girl, let me get your number. <laughs> From what I read, it wasn't only Representative Yoder, but uh, there were um, there were others. So there's like uh, you know a small constituent of uh, mm-hmm. people in the right places to help um, with people uh, to help people like uh, Sunyana Dumala. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, hey, put it like this. I think that's what. I think Representative Yoda did what he should be doing mm-hmm. as a representative of um, of his constituents, yeah. like speaking for them. Right. You know, and I think it's much. Of course, I, I don't work in the profession, but I think it's much easier for a representative to speak on behalf of the constituents than a senator. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know you have a district when you're a representative. You know, when you're a right. senator, you have a, a state. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you can, and we don't realize how much power is in our. Um, politicians Right You know when it comes to You know being deported Or you know um, Civil lawsuits Or yeah. civil rights violations yeah. Call them up Let them know Hey this is what's going on Right We A lot of times we fail to do that Yeah So no, I, So As positive as I want to be Like I feel like There's this voice That has been like uh, Sharpened over time In me that says Hey Don't always go for it Don't go <laughs> Don't go to the light This might just be A publicity grab I'm sure like, he is, but you know, but, <laughs> I'm sure. Like, dang, man, I can't even like just be happy. Well, I'm not like, even gonna say I'm sure it is. I'm, I'm gonna say it had the guy did what he was supposed. He did his job, right? 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 And if it is okay, if it's not great, that's that's all the more better because I I do believe there are people out there who don't like who really care mm-hmm. about their constituents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna be the guy that's that biased today. I'm gonna let you be he the the guy who just yeah can't quiet that. Part of himself that's right, like, right, yeah, I right. don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Innocent original tribal members killed by gold miners in Brazil. You guys may have heard this story. Uh, at least ten members of a, a tribe of the Amazon basin in Brazil were reportedly killed by gold miners. 
Rumors of the crime spread after the gold miners told stories of the massacre. Uh, definitely some redneck stuff, you know, bragging about killing people in bars. Uh, the organization advocating for indigenous rights, Survival International, said the massacre included women and children. Uh, it is possible the massacre wiped out one fifth of the tribe. Brazil's president, Michael Temper, recently cut the budget for Brazil's agency for indigenous affairs. Due to the budget cuts, the indigenous people's land is severely underprotected, leaving the people extremely vulnerable. Now, in, in reading these stories, like it's not only um, uh, miners that are coming, like you got gold miners, you have poachers, you have people that are coming, uh, they're, they're loggers. Um, any kind of natural resource that they can um, gather, extract. Yeah, yeah, they can. Yeah, good word that they can extract. They're coming and they're killing. I said good word because good I think word. it's. Uh, I think word. it's. I think it's fitting. You get a gold star. You've been watching. Uh, what's the name? Avatar. Dora, no, you've been Dora watching the Avatar. <laughs> you right, watch the right. Of them extracting from Pandora. Now I think extract is kind of lower than Avatar. It's Dora. Can you say extract? Oh my god! <laughs> you did it! You did it! Killing me here, man. Yeah, I, I think. Um, this is it almost feels like a um a version of uh the american story right mm -hmm. where there's like the these indigenous people who are uh wiped out by people looking for a place to uh gather natural resources right. and <laughs> i mean it's 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 sad that things like this is, are still happening you think like i mean honestly though I, it's like we live in a technological age, but we still got like ice age emotions. Oh, I want that. I <laughs> must do whatever it takes to get that. Yeah. People are there. That's that's interesting. Do you, do you think that ever goes away though? No. Nah. Yeah, that's nah. yeah. I, I I mean, I think it I think it can, but mm -hmm. I, I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, cuz I mean, at some point you got to be able to say, "I want that. I think I can get that." Oh, but it belongs to somebody else. So I'm gonna move on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> this is a good. This is a good topic to have when you know you're thinking about that sort of sort of deal, right? Because I think um, it, it just allows for you to kind of delve into. Okay, so we're talking about can a person be good without God, mm -hmm. right? Well, clearly we've seen examples of people use God in order to mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, expand, right? Yeah. You got the whole idea of manifest destiny, right? Like it's God's <laughs> will for us to go from this coast to the next coast, and uh, East Coast to West, <laughs> like the 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 rap game, you know. Right. But um, I totally agree. Yeah. Totally so, because uh, uh, because some people going into the gold mine, they probably prayed, you know, mm -hmm. God. You know, enlarge my territory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, and and you know, when people hear from God, it's like by any means necessary. Right. And for me, that's a huge issue in the Old Testament, especially with Joshua, the same guy that uh -huh. says, "As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord." Old Testament is very problematic. Yeah, and and I and I see people hanging on their on their doors, but in context, it really talks about slaving and toiling and working mm -hmm. and pillaging and ramage, ramaging other people's homes and taking slaves, uh, young women and chil uh, children as. Mm -hmm. Sex slaves, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. in the context of that story. So yeah, and and so so can a person be good without God? And if that is God, then is that good or what is good? You know, right? Like right. anyway. So I think um, it's almost like the football game when when both yep. sides pray to God to yep. win. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So I'm I'm sure some of these gold miners were very religious. <laughs> I like to thank God yeah. for. Making those other guys lose us. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for making my my hands so so big to catch. Yeah, yeah, you know, 
yeah. for speed. God is great. God is always great when you advantage, right? <laughs> right, right. That's terrible. Uh, so, so uh, there was. Uh, I think we had this class together. The um, religion and society, something like it was something like this. But they were talking about how two churches on the very same road. One church being this uh, having a wealthy congregation. One church having a poor congregation. Mm-hmm. And in that wealthy congregation, the pastor's messages were. Oh my God, we're so blessed. Thank you, God, for blessing us. Thank you, God, for all the things you've done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in that poor church, same street, <laughs> just poor congregation. They're like uh, praying to God for these things or just like to be alive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I think those those varying perspectives, I it, it almost, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I would be interested to see like how. A mixed congregation would function with these these men. What what's the message to a congregation that has poor and rich, or do we just segregate? I mean, clearly we segregate by race as far as churches go. Well, I, maybe not as much now, but mm-hmm. like I think sometimes the, the tide is somewhat changing. But I mean, for me, what's what's the, what would be the interesting part is the pastor, because I don't think a mixed congregation could have a poor pastor. I think they could have a rich pastor. I think poor people could have a rich pastor mm-hmm. because everybody believes that, like, in this capitalist society, the ultimate blessing is being financially secure, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody give you $100, look at God. Somebody give you a job, look at God. You know, mm-hmm. it's, that's the ultimate blessing, right? So I think poor people can have a rich pastor because that's something for them to work toward, and they see God working in this pastor's mm-hmm. life, so that means it'll trickle he's, down on He's me. so blessed. He's so blessed. Yeah. But I don't think rich people can have a poor pastor. I don't think, poor people don't even want a poor pastor. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I don't think poor people want poor Yo, pastors. Yeah, they tell, the, they tell the pastor shut your broke. <laughs> <laughs> shut your broke up. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yeah, it's and it's like people outside of the church they they look at the church and say you know these pastors are getting rich and 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 having big cars and fancy suits and all of that. Well, you got to think about it. The people want it to be that way. Mm-hmm. They want a pastor that's affluent. Mm-hmm. They want a pastor that looks like he or she is. And in this case, most of the time is he, but that he or she is succeeding because that is my that is the pinnacle of hope that I yeah, have. That's the aspiration. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I too one day can can get that. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think it's just the pastors. The people want their pastors to be like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna give. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> this is pretty funny, man. Um, this uh next next uh segment for entertainment is uh labeled stuff that scares black people and mm-hmm. is ranked from ten to one. So <laughs> the least to the greatest. Okay. Right? Okay. So yeah, um first time reading all reading all these things. All right, number ten. The 1992 to 2011 Ford Crown Victoria. Dude. <laughs> is, it, is it a cop? Uh, it's definitely. Is it a cab? Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a police. Dude. Or it's like an old person. For some reason, old people like to drive that car too. And then in Charlotte growing up, like young dudes started to drive the Crown yeah. 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 I'll get you a bubble Chevy. Like, you know, put some rims on or whatever. Tenant windows and all of that. Yeah, you're right. You wonder why everybody driving slow then you see a crown vet. Right. <laughs> what I hate is when they buy the cars from the auction and they, they don't repaint them. It's yeah. like you get behind me in traffic, you feel me? Yeah. <laughs> all right, number nine on the list. Unlisted phone numbers on caller ID. No, it's not happening. No. It's not happening. Who, you know, cut the ring this? off. 
And then cut the ring off you. You going straight to voicemail? I'm yeah. Sorry. And and then we check the voicemail. If you ain't leave a message, you won't get a call a back. You can't get a call back. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> All right. Number eight on our list of stuff that scares black people. Eight is Russians. Now I was see. Yeah, I was kind of fickle about this yeah, one. I, I don't. I don't. A, that's a. That's a. Communism doesn't scare black people. I think communism scares. No, I'm not going to say. I don't think it scares black people. I don't. I don't think it's the communism that people are, that this is referring to. I think it's like a person who is Russian, mm-hmm. like and and somehow I think we uh, equate that to power and some sort of just you know I don't know I don't know I'm not I'm not I can't go along with it. I have friends who are Russian, mm-hmm. so <laughs> okay. Well, let's read what they have. Let's let's read what they have. It okay. says. Uh, for number eight, if there's one group of white people that black people don't f with out of sheer fear, it's Russians. Why? Because Russians keep it unequivocally real. <laughs> they come from a country that's basically a constitutional criminal enterprise, and they give minimal f's about American propriety or manners because they have had to hustle around everything from toilet paper, <laughs> toilet paper shortage. To uh, his word, to shitty weather, to mass corruption, um, to bears, to meteors, and just to get through on a Tuesday. So from mass <laughs> corruption to bears to meteors, yeah. yeah. Okay, I can. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not communism. Well, maybe what they're talking about is is the fact that if it's one group of white people to keep it unequivocally unequivocally real, yeah. I guess that matches. Yeah, 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 it's like oh, <laughs> yeah. He kept it real. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So the people out there like us, <laughs> hold on now. Yeah, because usually I don't sep- I don't separate by uh, um, ethnicity. I separate by economic, socioeconomic status. Mm-hmm. So it's always hard for me to say black this, black that. But in, in this case, I can, I can rock with them. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Number seven uh, on the list of stuff that stuff that scares black people: being ashy. Uh, it, it, that is a fear of mine To have ashy ankles Or ashy knuckles I hate it I mean if I'm around the house chilling I don't care about the ashiness I do I do I do, I do not you like go to out see in public. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't. You don't want nobody to see you ashy uh-huh. So that's that's different But if you're in your crib No I really don't even like, if You're I not look, about to lotion it up If I look lo- down at my feet <laughs> You're not about to lotion up To watch Netflix If I look down at my feet And they ashy I got a problem Now if I don't look down don't look down. Now put it like this: If I have on socks, I'm you know it don't it don't bother me. But if I see ash, mm-hmm. that's that ash. Hey dog. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I don't like you, ash. You leaving the house? Yeah. Number six on the list: unescorted dogs. Oh no, that's a wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap. Dog. <laughs> have you seen Bruce Bruce? Uh, <laughs> Bruce Bruce's uh, stand up uh, Latham uh, no Platinum. Platinum Entertainment presents. I don't know. I don't no, know. Bruce Bruce was like, uh, "Well, what is it about white people? Boy, they, they love. They just love loose dogs. White people come up to your dog. Is this your puppy? Is the dog be like, roo, roo, roo. <laughs> black people be like, I ain't going no, 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 no. That was the. Those were like some of the words you dreaded hearing. Mm. If you like walking around the neighborhood. Oh snap, that dog loose. Oh, oh, sh- that's nah, all you had then. Oh snap, that dog loose. Like I don't in know. There, there should be there should be some some more words in there. Like mm-hmm. that dog is a, a loose from <laughs> you know something. Oh snap, that dog loose. Uh-huh. It's a wrap. Everybody's running. That thing turned into the '96 Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you imagine that happening and somebody recording? They run in slow motion. You hear the doom, 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 doom. That's it. Doom, 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 doom. 
That's it, dog. We were there. We were there. I, you know, I, I grew up in the country, so it was like a dog. No, it wasn't a, that dog. Yeah. We we would shoot at it. Yeah, so, see, man, yeah, I was like some some. Yeah, play with knives at seven. <laughs> Number five, dogs. Number five on the list of stuff that scares black people: white people looking at the house across the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And look, it says, "Oh snap! Here comes the neighborhood." <laughs> here comes the neighborhood. Yeah, right, gentrification. Mm-hmm. That was on a. Did you watch the most recent episode of uh, Insecure? The finale. Not it wasn't the finale actually. It was maybe two episodes before the finale. Okay, I seen everything but the when season two finale. They were calling it uh I would they're referring to Inglewood as I would now. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Talking about the yeah. yeah, when they um when they had the party for the kids or the fundraiser for the kids. Right. Yeah. Right. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Number four on the list, undercooked meat. My grandpa did not fool oh, my mom dog. With some undercooked meat. Yeah. Like my mom, my mom will like boil chicken and then put it on the grill. I'm like, mom, you, you all the flavors in the pot now. Yeah, you, you cooked all the flavor out the chicken. I had a cousin, Ernestine. She said, uh, "Why you boiling?" She boiled everything, chicken, the pork chops before she grilled it. Yeah. So why you boiling? She said, "To get the person out of it. the person. Get the person out." <laughs> it was so flavorless, dog. <laughs> no, it tastes like nothing. You're like, mom, this a whole lot nothing. Yeah, yeah. I got, I, all I taste is craft barbecue sauce right now. <laughs> it's season sauce. Is it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't stand that. But yeah, but like for my grandpa, it was only two ways of meat was uh, classified: done, undone. Don't come up here with no medium well steak, yeah, my, medium well burger. Yeah, my I, my family, my my dad anyway. I think he he's kind of gradually coming to like a, a medium. Might, he might he might even try some medium rare, but initially, I think my whole family was on that well done mm-hmm. or keep it moving. Yeah, like this this is not cooked. Before I was like <laughs> before I was an undergrad, the closest I came to medium well was like dating this mixed girl. <laughs> Yo. Number three. Yo. <laughs> Old Testament problematic. <laughs> uh, number three on the list: large crowds of other black people. <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> Something scares other black people. Number three on the list is large crowds of other black so, people. So, white people, you're not alone. Right? We, we share this fear. I don't know them fool. Uh, who is that? You <laughs> but, know, do you know any of them? Right. You know, just one right. would be good. But if you don't know any of them, <laughs> uh, it's like a loose dog. Look at, <laughs> <laughs> that black that black man loose. <laughs> good to go. So look at look, Here's the paragraph under it Don't get me wrong Black people love Other black people It's just that when It's too many black people In one place at one time For no apparent reason um, That can cause some concern Especially if they're all running In one direction I know It's uncomfortable But find the lie <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Yeah so yeah, I ain't gonna lie yeah, I, I profile That's pretty funny Yeah <laughs> Number two I think this one is pretty funny And accurate I think everybody in the studio Will be like yeah Carol In human resources <laughs> uh, nah. It says because she's high key racist <laughs> high and doesn't key. realize it, which means one misstep or misunderstanding at the gig could bring your gravy train to a halt. You may think the cops are watching you, but bruh, it's Carol's actual job to watch you. And so it goes on. But Carol, yeah, Carol, number one, come on, give me some reverb. No, give me some reverb on this thing right here. <laughs> you ready? You got a drum roll? Bam, 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 bam. bam. 
number one on the list of stuff that black people or that scares black people. Roaches. <laughs> roaches. Um, yeah, I can't stand a roach. Uh, I, so, I do with a so, crackhead before I do with a roach. I feel so bad, like uh, about you know. Have you ever like got a plate at somebody's house? <laughs> this is the worst. And oh, I was at a restaurant. My wife and I were at a restaurant in when we were living in Spartanburg, mm-hmm. and. I was so hungry. I really loved this place. So, so the food was so good. But one day we went in there, and my food had just gotten to the table. Mm. I saw a roach on the wall. <laughs> I felt full <laughs> immediately. I felt it was like it was like I, I'm not hungry anymore. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I, I just can't eat this now. Mm-hmm. It smells great, but I'm not hungry. I don't want to be here. Yeah. Let's, let's go. I mean, Let, the roaches on the wall, like snap, pop, point, like Joe, Joe's, Joe's apartment. apartment. <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, uh, oh, funky towel, towels got the funk. Hey, that was my junk. <laughs> so nasty. It looked like I ain't gonna say. It. I'm gonna say it like some of my cousin's house on Joe's apartment. Oh, no, 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 I always told my mama. I said it looked like. So <laughs> I swear to God, Drader God. To, hey, to OC's cousins who may happen to be listening. Uh, Shake your a, clothes out before you go to anybody's house. God. Hey, dog. Speaking of roaches, this is how this is how embedded the roach theory is in my family. I remember, you know, I talk about my great auntie. Yeah. For people who don't know what auntie is, that's aunt. So my, my great auntie, she raised what she raised her daughter's daughter, right? And so she was like the oldest out of us. And so you know, she she went to go live. She wanted to go live with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then we called my great, my great auntie Momo. And so she was like, uh, "Let her go." Let her go. That's all right. Let her go. She better not bring no damn roaches back here. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no one cares. Like, yo, like, it, it, just how do you skip all the possible things that could be wrong in and this situation? No roaches. Just roaches. Actually, it was, right. it was a roaches. <laughs> Ro- Ro- be no roaches. How many? How many syllables is in that thing? Roaches. Roaches. As my old folks say, roach, coach. Roach. That a coach purse? Uh, a roach. Uh, yeah. But before we before we transition. You write about the roach though, dog. Like um, at a funeral, I uh, went to one of my cousins made some banana pudding, and I was <laughs> my cousin's gonna kill me. They made some banana pudding. Uh-huh. I was never a fan of banana pudding because I always felt like the the bananas are too hard, not enough wafers in it, whatever. Okay. But for some reason, this damn banana pudding was hitting that day. I, I went and got me some more. Kill I, I, I killed the first batch. Yeah. Went and got me some more. A little, and it was a little German roach in it, a little baby roach. German. I know it was German because I saw a hoarders episode on uh, which nine. <laughs> nine, nine, nine. That's why I say on nine, nine. I'm done, <laughs> dog. His ante- he had been there so long. His antennas was like wavy, like they was going separate ways. I look cool with my S curl. <laughs> Get you some more pudding, pudding. <laughs> oh. Yeah, man. So yeah, hey. First of all, let me let me give a. Let me give a shout out to the people who um, the, the created site. this list, man. Like, uh, so if you guys want to go check this out and just read all of the uh, elaborate commentary under uh, each each subheading, you can go to uh, oh, it's the root, okay? So theroot.com, and it's uh stuff that scares black people. That was ranked. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's is the root Boyce Watkins uh I website? Don't know. I think What's it that? is. Okay. I think that's Boyce Watkins uh website. Yeah. Okay, man. That was that was fun. We can move on. Cool, cool. So on the sports, uh, anybody who has been uh, looking at sports lately has seen the controversy that's come up over a few tweets that Jamel Hill sent out earlier. Uh, it was, I believe, it was on the September 11th. 
ironically. Um, she sent a few tweets talking about Donald Trump, and they were they were pretty. Uh, she was she was pretty upset, or mm. not? She might not have been upset, but she was like she was on one, <laughs> as the young folks say. Uh, so <laughs> she was on one. <laughs> so her first tweet says Donald Trump is a white supremacist who largely surrounded himself with other white supremacists. Her second tweet said he is unqualified and unfit to be president. He is not a leader, and if it were not. If he were not white, he would have never been elected. Third tweet, Trump is the most ignorant, offensive president of my lifetime. His rise is a direct result of white supremacy, white supremacy period. Uh, he'll later express reg- regret for putting ESPN in an unfair light. Um, now, this was her uh, personal Twitter account, but yeah, yeah, she expressed, she's, she's associated with ESPN, so um, a lot of people follow uh Sports uh, personalities on these uh, social media accounts to you know try to try to get more insight on sports. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but White House Press Sec- Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders called Hill's tweets one of the most outrageous comments that anyone can make, and certainly something that I think is a fireable offense by ESPN during a press briefing. So this is kind of hypocritical from her because there was a tweet from Donald Trump. Uh, I think this was in 2012 when um, when Obama was in office, and uh, he said uh, Obama. He was referring to a 07 speech, um, Obama. Obama's 07 speech, which uh, the Daily Caller just released. Not only shows that Obama is a racist, but also shows how the press always covers for him. Always, always. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'm, I'm I. I I don't know. I don't know, right? I mean, what, what is it that you don't know? How I think... Uh, so, so th- this brings a question up of, uh, one, like, the hypocrisy of of the White House in this situation, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, if, if Jamel Hill should be fired for what she said, then Donald Trump should never have been elected, right? If, that, if that's what we're... If that's what the analogy... Like kind of breaks down to right, mm-hmm. um, but the the thing here is uh, people a, a lot of, a lot of uh, sentiment is growing around this idea of whether sports personalities should stick to sports, right? So people feel like the 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 politics and sport people feel like they go to sports to take a break from politics or whatever so they're dealing with with life, and they don't want to have this sort of thing be intermixed uh, in there sports intake <laughs> and <clears throat> so for me I, I feel like on the side of Jamel Hill from the standpoint of I think honestly if it's your personal social media account if it's your personal account you should be able to say whatever it is you want to say right I mean I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know I don't know where to draw the line right mm-hmm. because I think that clearly there are some things that you just shouldn't say but I don't know if this is one of I don't know how I don't know what I think. I don't know what I think because I, I think that there are going to be people who aren't going to be on the other side. I, I don't know. Go ahead. Maybe maybe what you say will uh, flush out my thought a little more. I, I don't know if it will. Uh, I guess where I would be where where I would be coming from would be the the people who say just stick to. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think I thought I was apart from 
these people, right? I thought I really thought I was apart from them, but I, I realized that I have some of that in me. Hopefully, I'm saying I had some of that in me. With you remember Pastor Kimberell, right? When she made the comment about gays being perverted and everything, mm-hmm. uh, when she's supposed to be promoting uh, the the film, um, uh, Hidden Figures, and I was and she was talking about you know her her view of of homosexuality, right? Mm-hmm. And it being perverted, and I was like, "You should." And um, she was promoting the film, and I was like, "Why are you doing? It? You should have just stuck to singing, you know." Mm-hmm. But in her spare time, she's a pastor, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what that's what she that's what she does. Mm-hmm. She she pastor. She's a her brand is built in the traditional or or the um <clears throat> the modern version of Christianity, right? Right. So I was like, she should just stick to that. And when I said it, I was like, "Wow." Like how how can I tell somebody to stick to something, mm-hmm. you know? Like when they have a personal opinion, I don't know. I don't agree with what she said, but it's like the fact that I said stick to, it's like a, I, I'm taking an authoritative position and really, uh, um, I guess, relegating her to a specific uh, role in society. Right. Your job is, or I I know you as such. Yeah. And stay as what I know you as. Yeah. We do that with. Entertainers, we do it with mm-hmm. artists. We mm-hmm. we don't like the the new Bob. We don't like the new Kanye. We want the old Kanye. You know, stick to that. But it's like, one, h- how do you tell somebody to to not to not uh, engage the their plights in life? Mm-hmm. I think that is a trait that the general public has inherited from the the, the wealthy and the powerful. You know, it the wealthy and the powerful could say, "Well, hey, I don't want to hear that. Stick to working in the factories. Mm-hmm. Stick to picking cotton. Stick mm-hmm. to you know, like whatever, uh, whatever group has been oppressed, they can always say stick to. They have stick to reading them books and busting <laughs> bust them <laughs> flows. <laughs> stick to it. So I, yeah, I, I think so. I get it. I, I think we only have an issue with people saying things that are. Uh, outside of what their realm is supposed to be, mm-hmm. when we disagree, yeah, right. So if somebody's spitting some stuff that we all agree with, you have, nobody has a care in the world about them saying it. Yeah, and I think there was probably some. Um, I, I think the outcry is largely going to be from a conservative uh, group, the, the conservative group, and and people who disagree with what Jamel Hill, people who voted for the president. Right, mm-hmm. so I, I I don't know if everyone who didn't vote for the current president agrees with her, but I I don't think they probably had as much of an issue yeah. <laughs> with it. So so, uh, to, but to be honest with you, my problem with Jamel Hill, I, I, I once again I have to ask why why did you do that? Like for real, what was up? Because you you, you put she does post stuff that doesn't need to be posted. Her personal opinions about uh, NBA players and um, what? Well, not NBA players, athletes. Her personal opinions about athletes. Remember, uh, was it Draymond Green mm-hmm. that she came after? Like, just it, for me, it was just unnecessary. Like, I felt like, I felt like, you know, like the the platform you you have. Why not use it for some positivity? In that in that instance, I was like, why don't you just stay to being professional? Because what you just said was very personal. It was not a critique of his career. It was a personal critique that you just gave. So so then I think you get into the whole thing of 
should some like what makes this person's social media account professional? Is yours professional? Is like you know what I, I mean? I, like, I'm, it, or, well, yeah, I'm 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 going toward that manner because I don't I don't put much personal stuff up. I was telling you this in the car. So that's a, that that then becomes like a personal choice, mm-hmm. right? So if this is something that is my my thing, my outlet almost, then like. I can't tell you. I can't say. You can't tell me what not to put here, mm-hmm. right? Like she can do. I, I think you, whatever you end up putting on this site, on this social social media, mm-hmm. you have to pretty much live with the consequences. But I can't tell you what to say and what not to mm-hmm. say. You know what I mean? I guess. I guess for me, my dilemma is akin to somebody putting up one day on their status, just an average joke, right? Mm-hmm. Putting up one day on their status, like you know. Uh, revenge is a mother You cheat on me I'm going to have sex With all your friends Yada 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 mm. But then You know and, and you just express that But then the next day You got a quote about feminism And uh, if, you're, if your view of feminism Is celibacy right Like you got a view of that Or uh, equality Or you want to start talking about You know bringing people up For me it's like two Like things that If you're going to post something You got to realize like there's a, There's a history Right There's a trail that we lead So okay I'm not saying Jamil Should not have posted of course, I'm not saying Jamil should not have posted that about Trump. Right, I'm right, not. Right. But she has to take into account what what kind of irrelevant things have you posted that have brought kind of like shame to your position, like the, the duty you have, right? Mm-hmm. The duty you have as this as this person, uh, as this position you have. Mm-hmm. What other things have you posted that people have critiqued and it was just completely unnecessary? And now look at what you're posting posting that. Could be considered very necessary and relevant, but everything else you've done has kind of outshined the relevance in in this post. Also, like if you say that Sarah Huckabee, like the logic Sarah Huckabee says about Jamel Hill, mm-hmm. um, she should be fired, and you say, well, if that's the case, Trump should too. Well, if Trump needs to be held accountable for his position, it's a, it is still a professional position, mm-hmm. president. If he has to walk in some kind of respect or regard. As a, a professional Then shouldn't she as well If we're just talking about logic and equality. So, so this is what I'm saying right it, The the, uh, the the Sarah Huckabee thing Is more hypocritical than it is Like this idea of What should and should not Be posted on mm-hmm. social media Right like okay. so, so I think that's a separate issue uh, The idea for me About Social media is just Personal right Right I, I think if she wants to have, um, I, I mean, nothing is going to go without some sort of consequence, right? True. Anything you say, is like almost uh, most of the times, like anything worth saying, is going to have some sort of yeah. uh, a clapback, if you will. <laughs> and I think in this situation, man, <laughs> in this situation, like I don't know, I don't know. I believe that people should have. So, so this is where I think I would. Like face some sort of uh, Internal debate that would be like I don't know if I can argue for you to say something It's when I would disagree with you It would be like <laughs> a, a strong disagree Right that's when it would be like God like I can't take what This per- like he, this person could be Like the most it could be somebody who I Really you know appreciate their sports Opinion mm-hmm. right if they could say Something I really disagree with from like a Morality standpoint Like yo I can't even like look at this person In the same light anymore yeah. because Right Yeah Yeah but So <clears throat> I guess I'll sum up What I'm trying to say like this So when you post some, When something becomes public Not just posting right When any type of inf- Information becomes public 
you are subjected we are subjected to the court of public opinion right right so if you want to be a lawyer in the courtroom of public opinion mm -hmm. you have to understand there's a duty that you that not even that you that you want a duty that is inherited with each step that you take up to you know the the podium to argue your case mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so i think one portion of the duty is to realize that not everyone cuz it's public opinion now not a not a, a courtroom where people Actually, specialize and spend time being becoming educated Pre on the specific and subject. Presenting the cases right. fairly, on, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have to understand that this is a jury of peers. Like they're not there, and they're not going. They're going to say stick to, don't stick to, or yeah, I'm with that. No, I ain't. You need to sit down. Like that. That's part of the rigmarole of public opinion. But if you're going to be a respected lawyer in this court, then you need to have a specific resume and record. If you're gonna if you're gonna speak on certain things and and hold the position, I think that you have to be aware at all times that hey, this is the lot that I have been afforded in life, or this is the route that I've taken. So I gotta act accordingly. Because you can win or lose in the court of public opinion. And once you once you lose, it's very hard to bounce back. Mm. You know, last night taking L, not always you can bounce back. <laughs> not a whole not all the time. I, I I don't know if I agree with that wholly. I think um Time kind of heals things for people, and I think like there have been lots of people who take social. Is media, Bill going to heal social media? That's a completely different sort the, of the, thing. The, altogether. the court, ha the legal court, has said he's innocent. So, so now, okay, there are some things you can't recover from. Okay, right, but I, I think for the most part, if you're not out here like physically harming people, time can kind of heal, heal your uh, reception. <laughs> I, 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 that's where I disagree I think time will allow people To be more, more okay with certain things But I don't think Paula Dean Will ever heal in the, in the court of public opinion I don't think Tommy Hilfiger Has ever healed In the court of public opinion He still may be rich Paula's still rich But They're definitely not on the trajectory tra Trajectory that they were on Before Once they Once certain information came out Because mm -hmm. when, when we think something All, all I have to do is Is, is Conjure up some kind of concept in your mind about somebody, mm -hmm. and you'll view them in a different light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like I have to be—I feel like I have to be responsible. I'm not Jamel. Continue posting, right? But in according, like the the record that you have as a lawyer, as a uh, a defender in this court, right? I just don't. I don't. I don't buy it. I can't. I can't get with it because of the the. The other things that you've posted, put it like this: I can't tell if it's if it's the heart, or if it's just that I want to post this and I'm in my, and I'm in my feelings. Does that make sense? Like we get upset with Trump when he posts stuff because he's in his feelings, right? Which honestly, I don't think he's never in his feelings. I think all of it is strategic. Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, but we get upset when we think he's in his feelings. A president can't do that. Well, honestly, like you have a Jamel has a platform too, mm -hmm. and truth of the matter is, she has the ear of a lot of the men in this country. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like I think with every tweet, every post, like, um, what's what's the uh, famous scripture? Uh, to whom much is given, much is required, right? Like I feel like those mistakes can be made. Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, was it Toby? Toby McGuire. Yeah. So I think on that level, okay, you can. That's when you make your mistakes. Like you, you're not a considered a pro yet. But as you get more, like you have to be aware of yourself, where you are, what position you have, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they, they might fire her because. This is not the first time. Like I don't, I don't think she's gonna be fired. I don't think she. I honestly, this is like the first time I feel like she's had a, a social media flap that was like 
had this much of, I mean clearly had this much of a fallout but I don't think her social media uh, history is that that damaged and I think um, ESPN's already made some sort of uh, like statement on like Jamel expressed regret we accept her uh, whatever it was like some sort of reconciliation has already happened yeah right so I, I don't think she's gonna be fired over it I mean if she I, I would be surprised if she was but I, I don't know man I, I think um, I think you can kind of know that this this idea is there for her if you just watch like any of the TV shows she's on I think this made it plain like this is like one of those things you're like hey man this is understood but we can't say it <laughs> so, yeah. so you know, it, it's 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 whatever. Yeah. It's whatever. I think I think she'll be fine. I think um, she will be a little more cautious about things she puts on social media after this. But uh, she'll be all right. She'll be all right. It was yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I gotta keep it pushing. Uh, pushing. To, yeah, I gotta keep on pushing, player. Uh, told my wife I was going to be back by a certain time and we're running a little long so um, <laughs> you still going to be able to do the interview with Dr. Tom? Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'll be yeah. on for, I'll be on for that. Okay. Just want to let the audience know, you know, if there's some some raspiness in my voice, a little extra raspiness is because I'm not behind this fine microphone. Oh, thank you. I'll be on my telephone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the telephone. Yeah. As we engage, yes. can a person be good yes. without God yes. with Dr. Sharon Tom? Time. Well, I appreciate your passion and your willingness to talk to us while you're driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. I got to, you know, whatever whatever it takes. Yeah, if you, you know, got roads, by road any means, my brother, any means. Don't tweet that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, dog. Be easy, man. All right, man. All right, coming up next is Calm Down by AJ. This is The Harbor. Coming up next is Dr. Sharon Tom. Dream I had a stew session with Mad Lib While Jay Dilla did all my ad libs Afterwards I had a long hour conversation with Pac About righteousness and how the violence gotta stop He said it's sad cause he knew he saw it all coming You start fighting back when you get tired of running Just cause you're not a slave don't mean that you're free And the last thing you're gonna see is equality Black man's unarmed but will get gunned down White man grabs gun and gets told calm down Black man killed in cold blood dead in the street White killer gets a pit stop for something to eat White cop kills Black man recorded on the phone But there's not enough evidence And gets to go home Black people protest And get arrested for the chatter And you wanna get offended We said black lives matter All lives matter Black lives are lives Therefore Black lives matter Notice that nowhere in this logic does saying that black lives matter discredit the fact that white lives matter as well. Wow. You say you're not racist, I don't believe that shit. shit. You say change gon' come, I don't see that shit. shit. They try to make us all scared of the blood and the crips. But the police about as gangster as it gets. We like, stop, stop. Chill. chill. Crack ain't the only thing that kills, man. You need to calm down. Calm down. Alright, now all cops ain't bad, let me make that clear Believe half what you see, trust nothing you hear If I kill a man, I know that I'll be gone for years Judge won't break a sweat, jury won't shed a tear But if I wear a badge, those charges might disappear All I know is something ain't quite right here All the deaths of the innocent have made us turn militant Different meaning when we say they're killing it Now 
all lives matter but are not treated equal when murder gets treated like it's legal we got our hands up so that we can prove we're not a threat but get a gun to your face with a knee on your neck still getting executed we just don't gotta hang shooting point blank range so it's easy to aim no justice but get a hashtag for your name while the family mourns on it has no one to blame now people killing cops as they own retaliation but that ain't gonna get us reparations killers bearing arms see your town planes throwing bombs around it's crazy out here man i think we all need to say you're not racist i don't believe that ish you say change gonna come i don't see that ish they try to make us all scared of the blood and the crips but the government about as gangsters as it gets we like stop chill crack ain't the only thing that kills man you need to calm down calm down Okay, that was Calm Down by our boy AJ. And as promised, we have on the line with us Dr. Sharon Tan, who is the Dean of Union Theological Seminary of the Twin Cities. She is a professor of Christian ethics, and she's on the line to discuss with us our topic, Can a Person Be Good Without God? Hello, Dr. Tan. Hello, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Are you doing well? Yes, I am, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> okay okay so um of course our topic is can a person be good without god so dr tom when we ask that question what comes to mind like how do you hear that question being being asked to you can a person be good without god i would say yes a person can be good without god because what is good is um is i think something that is inherent in in human nature and so yeah well god is the author of everything that's good but the person doesn't have to believe in God in order to be good, because God has created that person um, independently. You know, it's like you've created something, you've produced a work of art, now it sits out there apart from you. So God has created us. But then we are, we are not God. So we have free will, uh, we have our own identity, and... Um, and we can be good, and we can not be good, but we don't have to believe in God in order to be good or not good. Okay. Yeah, I like that, especially the part where you say we are like a, a work of art that is apart from God. That's yeah, very profound. So when you have, I guess when you have a general consensus of what is quote unquote good or what is not good, it seems like after a while there's um there's an ethos uh, of the culture or of a community, and this is considered to be what is pleasing to God, right? So it seems like after a while, a religion is formed. So, you know, in addressing this topic, um, what is the function of religion in a society? Well, there there are two definitions of the function of religion, but basically what I'm going to talk about, or I'm going, what I'm going to give you, is that um, it's what people do in order to connect with something beyond themselves, something supernatural, if uh, if that is, or something that is transcendent. Uh, and to a certain extent, um, what, well, not to a certain extent, it's what people do in order to find meaning or to give meaning to their lives. It, it's, uh, that's what religion functions at. Now, other things can give meaning to you, but, uh, but in an ultimate sense, uh, the ultimate meaning of life, uh, people turn towards religion. Like, wh- why are we here? What What is the purpose? Is there anything more to us? You know, or why do we even exist? 
And so religion tries to answer all where do we come from? Um, religion tries to answer all those questions. Yeah. Okay, so does does the culture affect religion in society? Yes, because culture affects everything that we think or say or do. And so what religion, how we practice religion, how we understand religion is uh, is definitely influenced by culture. If you can take a look at, for example, uh, Islam or Christianity in in all the different ways it is practiced in the world, uh, it's like there's a germ of an idea or or a way that um, people think about uh, meaning or reality beyond themselves. But how that is practiced in different cultures differs. Okay. So let me ask you a question. What do you think comes first? Is it culture first, then religion, or religion first, then culture? What came first? Um, I guess I guess I'm asking what influences the other more. Does culture influence religion, or re- religion influences culture? Or are they equal? They both they influence each other. It, they um, religion is born within a culture. You know, things that happen. Muhammad was born in a culture. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus was born in a culture, and that culture um, shapes what. You know what people around him understood. What that uh, even Jesus or uh, Muhammad, ex- how they expressed themselves. It, uh, our culture influenced how we understand them. Um, however, so culture influences religion, but then it, it's sort of like a cycle. Uh, what we think of as religion influences culture too, because you know religion gives us the. Um, the sort of the arts, the moral norms, you know, what should we do, what is good, what is evil. We get that from religion and we try to uh, live our culture along with it. But what I think people don't realize, I mean, that's the clear part, you know, we get out from religion, we try to create a culture that that conforms to our religion. But I think what people don't realize is that um, religion is shaped by culture, because Everything that we think and understand and do and interpret, how we interpret reality is shaped by culture. Excuse me. Within the culture, we typically have, um, I know with, especially with our, in our culture in the United States, we have um, a body of people who determine laws and um, mm-hmm. ethics in the country. So along with the religion, mm-hmm. you know, what is the function what what is the place of law and what is the function of law and ethics when it comes down to um, the culture and society? The basic function of law is to resolve conflict. Mm. Okay. Uh, is to tell people who don't know what to do or who are in opposite sides of, a, of an issue, this is what the law is. This is what you have to go by. And it could be as simple as driving on the road uh, traffic laws tell you how to drive so that people can, you know, millions of people can be driving all at the same time uh, without arguing over, you know, who has the right to be in a certain spot. It can be as simple as that. It can be um, something like a contract. You know, we uh, uh, we agree on something, but then if if we start disagreeing, then the law comes in and interprets the contract. There's a whole series of what different things in contracts mean and who gets to win 
and uh, and take you know take the goods for example. Uh, so that's the function of of law. Uh, it tells us how to live in society. You know who has the power and who doesn't. You know what you can do and what you cannot do. The function of ethics is uh, is a bit different. Mm-hmm. Ethics is the study of morality and. And without diversity, like uh, in law, uh, there wouldn't be a need for ethics, because morality is sort of what we grew up with, and um, and what we take for true automatically, like love your parents or you know don't kill or something like that. But then when my morality comes up against your morality, uh, I I can do a certain thing and you can't. Um, I can, you know, I think we should have an, abo- an abortion uh, if under these circumstances, and you think that uh, abortion should be not, should not happen under any circumstances, mm-hmm. for example, then then we sit together and we try to figure it out. And that's, that's ethics. That's, uh, ethics is trying to figure out what to do then it's it's not a question of law because the law allows you to do that. If the law didn't allow you to do that, then there wouldn't be a question. You just couldn't do it. But um, but given that we do have some freedom, some moral freedom too, as, as certain things are allowable. What do we do? And that's where ethics come in comes in when we act accordance to a certain principle or towards a certain goal or according to a certain. Um, the way you're being okay so so law is dealing with conflict of res, uh, conflict resolution and ethics is morality centered like the study even, of morality yep okay so dealing with a different kind of conflict okay law is about um dealing with behavior and ethics is about dealing with values and morals laws about behavior ethics is about <laughs> values and morals <laughs> Okay, well, let me ask you a question. Is there a direct relationship uh, between law and ethics and religion? Uh, and if so, um, how, how do they relate? Well, I think people look to religion to supply the basic foundations for what what laws should be and where, you know, and what goals we should act towards and what principles. So, so those have... Or, Origins in many ways in religion. Not all of it. Some of it is sheer pragmatic, pragmatic. You know, like traffic laws. Okay. So um, there are two kinds of laws. One, um, one is mala. Um, okay. Uh, there are two kinds of laws. One is laws that govern what is wrong in themselves, like stealing. The, the content of what the law governs is wrong. And there's, there's another. Um, there's another kind of law that just basically is more of a process kind of thing that something's wrong only because the law says it's wrong like mm-hmm. running a, a stoplight uh, so um, so the first kind of law I think uh, in western culture or in in other cultures go you know they, they trace roots to religious beliefs and the second kind of law is, is basically how you function in society without, you know, killing each other or smashing into each other. Okay, I get that. I get that. You good, Manny? 
Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to take it all in. I feel like I'm getting a, a wealth of information right now from <laughs> that time. And I'm 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 just trying to uh, keep from going into overload mode right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. So it seems that uh, moral agency uh, can definitely have a place, you know, in, in this conversation. So if you could uh, uh, explain to us what moral agency is. Moral agency is is how is how someone acts uh-huh. uh, morally. Whether someone has a moral uh, the ability to act morally, to make a moral decision and follow through with it, it is um, it is how you act on the moral freedom that you have. Uh, it is a it's a sort of a power. It's the power to determine what kind of life uh, that you want to live. Mm. Uh, to determine, um, uh, uh, and I don't mean you know what job you're getting or, or how much money you're making. That that's not it. But it to determine what kind of person you want to be, and the kind of values that you want to have in order to have the kind of life, and then to be able to um, to do it. Yeah. And sometimes the. There are instances where there's a great deal of moral agency, and then sometimes there are instances in which there's not a lot of moral agency. But I think that everyone has moral agency in some form or another, even if it's not a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so you decide what you're going to do with the freedom that you do have. Well, Doctor Tan, it seems to me that uh, moral agency is like an arrow pointing toward the path of a free will. Like, would you would you agree with that? It seems like there's a connection between moral agency and free will. You know, some people um, don't don't subscribe to the free will um, train of thought. But to me, what I'm gathering, it seems like um, moral agency um, coincides with free will. Does it? Or do, do you think free will yes, even exists? Yes. Um, I suspect that we have less free will than we think we have. But. Um, but I do think that free will exists because uh, at a very basic level, free will is the ability to say no to something that's wrong inside you. Mm. It's the ability to say yes to to grace. And, um, and even so, if somebody has been severely traumatized and, and you know, they can't really do you know, they have PTSD or something like that, and they can't make a lot of decisions. But it, even if they just say, okay, I'm alive, I have experienced, uh, I am experiencing the grace of God, or I'm experiencing life, um, if they're not Christian, um, uh, just by being here, um, then that that's a measure of moral agency. Hmm. That's, that's a measure, the ability to see that, the ability to say that, the ability to choose that um, attitude is there's a measure of free will in there. I know people um, don't always believe that. You know, there's far more pre- things that are determined in our genes that we're finding out, and Presbyterians or Calvinists don't believe in free will. Uh, there's another strand of Christianity that does the Armenians. Mm. That's that's pretty interesting because I've never heard free will explained um, such as how you explained it, like being able to say no to what you feel 
is wrong on the inside or being able to, you know, do the opposite. I've always heard right. it explained as, you know, God is just in control, you know, um, and you just, there's a certain path, there's a, this destiny that has to be manifested in your life and it's going to happen. I've never heard it explained like that. That's, that's very interesting. Well, Dr. Todd, I know you have to go. Um, but, but my last question to you would be, um, as far as culture and religion, how does culture and religion affect moral agency? I think free will, free will we were born with, a culture and religion certainly affect how we understand free will. And how we understand free will, um, I mean, if we understand that we don't, then we won't exercise it. Mm. Right? I get that. I'm thinking out loud. <laughs> but if we understand that we do, if we find, if we are in a culture or in a religion that is Armenian versus Calvinistic, if you take the Christian religion, for example, if we understand that we don't have free will, we, we just won't, you know, we have a an attitude of, you know, case sera, sera, whatever will be, will be, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and it, that's, you become more passive, I think. Oh, and, yeah, um, I agree. And then, but if we understand that, that we have agency, and in fact, we are being asked to exercise our, what has been given to us for the common good, then whatever little free will we have, we start with that, and then we sort of work on it. I don't think free will is is a given. Uh, like, you have this amount of free will. It can be affected. We can exercise it. It's like intelligence. We can, we can uh, nurture our intelligence. We can nurture our free will by uh, following habits and doing things that make us more free make us more in charge of ourselves, um, make us more aware of, of uh, it, you know, of the world, and give us, you know, make us able to see, see really see other people and their needs, and therefore to use whatever fuel we have to help those people, and then, um, and then that grows. We, as we exercise it, it, it gets better. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. I just, I have a lot of takeaways from the conversation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a lot of takeaways, right. especially practicing those habits that, um, that put you in charge of making choices for your life. Like that's a huge takeaway for me. You got any, Manny? Uh, I'm, I'm, I was stuck by the religion being born within the culture and, yeah. and it, just, it, it made me think about how, Culture kind of shapes the lens through which we view life, you know. Right. And, um, right. I, I, I really enjoyed that 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 part. Okay, well, thank you so much, Dr. Tan. I know you're a busy lady. Uh, once again, this is Dr. Sharon Tan. She is the Dean of United Theological Seminary of the Twin Cities. She is a professor of Christian ethics. So, Dr. Tan, thank you very much, and uh, you'll definitely be hearing from us again. My pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Goodbye. Yeah. So, man, that was uh, that was Doctor Tan. Yeah, yeah, man. She was cool. I, I really liked her. Um, her spirit. She seemed to be uh, almost like engaging and encouraging while on the phone. You know. Right. 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 I think the uh, <clears throat> what she said about free will, 
Like, uh, like I, I really gotta. I, I know I'm gonna think about that tonight before I go to sleep. You know, um, because you say your prayers, huh? You say your prayers tonight. You know, and I can if that feels right inside of me, I can choose to say a prayer. Or if it feels wrong on the inside, I can choose not to. Right. No, but like honestly, dude, like I've never heard free will engaged from that perspective. And that helps me a lot. But um especially when she was like, You can um well basically you have to get in the practice of doing things, right? Of course, but she was like, you know, choosing habits that engage free will, right? Choosing habits Mm -hmm. where you have to choose Based on what's right in you or what's wrong in you, like I, I was digging it. I was digging it. Yeah. So, so my, I, I felt like what maybe I misunderstood, but I felt like what she was saying about free will was this ability to say no to what you know is right. Now, is that what mm-hmm. you got? You said ability to say no to what I know is right. Right. Yeah, I got that too. I got that okay. too. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess. No to what I know is right, so I, I can I can opt out basically, right? I'm doing what what I've of what I believe is right, but I also can opt in on doing what I believe is right as well, and I think that's important to see both sides. Uh, per the um, the the religion that was taught to me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. e- even like when you say opting out of doing what's right right like that's something I, I know I can do I know I can do the opposite of what I think is right but it's it, it was never a conscious thought you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. yeah and so it's like I guess I, I was reared that the only way I'm able to do um what is right <laughs> is if I have the power of the Holy Ghost with me you know right, <laughs> right. so like that was like uh, that was the rearing you know and yeah. the, the question is, because you know this is this is being taught widely, especially especially below the Mason Dixon line, like in that southeastern, you know, jurisdiction, it's like you can't <laughs> all those things that you consider good. No, you cannot be good without God, right? Like that's that's mm-hmm. that's impossible. Like that's what I was raised with in you know in church. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, her conversation was very profound for me, very uh, very much thought provoking. Mm-hmm. You. Yeah, oh yeah, man, I definitely appreciate it. I told you, like, the the, the whole idea, and you know me, man, I, I, I'm really big on any sort of sociological things, some of the idea that religion, how, how much religion is affected by the, the culture it's in is really big for me, you know, and, and just, like, the, 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 it's almost a marriage, you know, of, yeah. of culture and religion, like, and it's, those things I find pretty fascinating, so, yeah. yeah. I, I I guess um I guess the purpose of this uh the podcast or the purpose that I was trying to get to was for the people who um who were raised like I was raised, you know. Um and I don't know about you but who always we, we were kinda afraid of people who didn't, you know, believe in God, like whoever had a different mentality. If they weren't right. n- not even not even Outside of the Christian realm, like you could be Christian, but if you were, I was a, a, a Baptist in the South, so if you were Catholic or Methodist or any other thing, you know that was kind of frightening, you know, because you believed something different. 
Mm-hmm. So, and it was always, you know, there was always this rhetoric like those Church of God in Christ or those sanctified people, those Catholic people. It's always those people. And it's always like yeah. they got it wrong. And you got it right. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you, you need to be surrounded with people who got it right like you. And if they don't right. have it right, you know, it's your job to help them get it right. And, and it's like, well, hey. Like, what'd you say? Uh-huh. Well, like, like isn't this person okay? Say it one more time. I said, I didn't want to stop you in the middle of your thought. Yeah, I, I got you. Well, I appreciate that. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like, you know, like that's the, that's the, pattern, the, the pattern. But it was just like one day, aren't these people okay where they are? You know, because we all, yeah. we're trying to do it too. But uh, yeah, that's just my train of thought. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think, I think religion, it kind of uh, provides a sort of us and them sort of mentality just by default, right? Because yeah. I think, uh, just, just my understanding of religion to this point has been like the the beliefs and practices that inform a group about themselves and the world around them, right? So it's always this sort of internal thing that uh, it, it kind of shapes your worldview, you know, and kind of and and a lot of times it it, it has this um, emphasis on something something being right and something being wrong and there can be a, I think um a otherness or, or this othering that happens in, in, in the teaching of religion or the, the, not even the teaching of religion but uh just religious practice on it on its own, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well if you guys uh are interested in knowing then yes we'll answer those questions. If you are Christian or if you're atheist or whatever and you know you want your god your child's godparent or whatever uh if you want a particular person to be your child's godparent and maybe you're apprehensive because of their religious beliefs um and this like this is a serious i've actually heard this conversation many times like i've heard people say i've heard people say that um well i want so-and-so to be my child's godparent but you know they're not christian and this that whatever or you know want to be friends but they're not christian or whatever you know per this conversation yeah a person can be good you know without your concept of God. So, yeah. 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 And I, I think it goes even further than that, right? I think it goes to like people, people's choice of mate, you know, can even have like, uh, like I think people can be in love with somebody and then start to question whether they can continue in a relationship with them because of their uh, beliefs, you know? Yeah. And I think, uh, I think these are conversations that are necessary to kind of flesh out some of that and, and, and and do some discussion that doesn't necessarily take any one side over another, you know? I agree. I agree. All right, this is your brother from another mother, OC. And it's Manny, just Manny. And you've been tuned into The Harbor. The Harbor is where we tell the untold stories of those who feel they have neither voice nor power, and we do it with style. Yeah, that puberty coming in. All right, tune in next week for our topic, the rigmarole of pettiness. If you're petty or you know somebody petty, tell them to go to the harbor next week. All right? So tell your grandmama I said, hey. Yeah. <laughs> you even did that on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> on the phone. <laughs>